Do you want to organize your finances, create wealth, and transform your wealth into a legacy? It's time to start today. Welcome to Octane. My name is Andrew Wall. I'm the managing partner of CPA for IT. And I'm Rachel Stedman, head of customer care. Our new podcast designed to give your small business the fuel it needs to succeed. Welcome back, everybody, to our second episode of Octane, our new podcast for small business owners. This week, we want to talk about sales tax and specifically GST, HST. I want you to welcome back my co-host, Rachel Stedman. Rachel, thank you for for joining us. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Definitely a pleasure to be here again. Well, I think this is a really important topic for small business because sales tax, obviously, knowing when to register, how to register, um, whether you need to charge GST or HST or nothing is a really important step for small business owners to know, um, particularly when they're starting out. So maybe we can start by um, just simply explaining uh, what GST, HST is. Um, So we're here in Ontario, so we have HST, which is sort of a harmonized, which is harmonized sales tax. Mm -hmm. It's a harmonization of the GST um, and the provincial sales tax. Depending upon the province that you are in, you might have only GST or you might have GST and PST or GST and QST or just (laughs) HST. um, And that can get confusing. And then of course, when you have customers in different locations, what rate are you supposed to charge? Um, and so this can get really confusing, especially when you start throwing in multinational jurisdictions like the U.S. Um, and even, you know, overseas. Um, so let's start with it as at its simplicity, um, which the simplest thing to know and understand about GST is it needs to be charged based on where the benefit of the service resides. Um, so that is the overlying principle. Um, I think the other thing that's really important to know is that there is a special hotline within CRA separate from the CRA dial-in number. And I think Rachel can probably dig that up for us. Um, I can. There's there's a special hotline that you can call in if you do have any questions or you're in doubt at all about whether you should be charging GST, HST, PST, QST, uh, and whether you need to (laughs) register in these different provinces for these different sales tax. Um, But what I do want to make sure is everyone is aware is that the overall high level understanding is that you charge based on where the benefit of the service resides. Um, So so if you're selling a product uh, or uh, a physical good on Shopify or something like that, it should be pretty straightforward. You're charging based on where the individual is ordering from. When we're selling services, it can get a little bit more complicated, particularly when we're dealing with large organizations uh, that might have many places that benefit um, from that software development service that you're providing. Generally speaking, if you have a US-based client, we're gonna say the benefit of the service resides in the US and there is no need to uh, charge HST or PST or yeah, whatever the case might be for your individual location. 
Um, but if your end client is, say, here in Ontario, then you would charge HST. Um, and that would be true even if you were in BC uh, or Alberta, which are going to have different rates than Ontario, you would charge the Ontario rate because the benefit of the service would reside here in Ontario. Um, now, I think that that's the high level. Now, Rachel, maybe you can get us into a little bit of the weeds on like, you know, what's that support number people can call? How do people actually register for a GST, HST number? Uh -huh. um, when, when should they register for a GST, HST yeah. number? And when do they have to? Because those are, those are two different things, right? Those are the key ones. Now, when we're looking at registering a GST, HST account, you can actually call the, uh, the general CRA line 1-800-959-5525 for the registration. Yes, they do have a separate line in terms of more of that ongoing support. Can we get that number now, one more time, just a little bit <laughs> a slower? A little slower. 1-800-959-5525. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's creepy how I know this number better and I know my mom. Um, but um, so yeah, so I mean, that's the registration part. A lot of clients are very um, unsure when they have to register, you know, especially if they're making over 30,000 or not. So the general rule of thumb is that if you are generating income or revenue over $30,000, you are mandated to have a registered GST HST account set up. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm not making $30,000. So I don't need to collect. Now, although you are correct, you don't need to collect, there is still a, a benefit for the individual to have a GST HST account because they're only thinking about, oh, what I'm collecting, but they're not factoring in, wait a minute, I'm paying HST on my expenses. So mm -hmm. you want to be able to benefit from those input tax credits on the HST that you're paying on your expenses. So I tell clients, look, once you're self-employed, you're in business set up a GST HST account. It is a benefit to you. Uh, the other thing as well is a lot of clients think, well, you know what, I have a US client or, you know, a, you know, a foreign client that, um, well, I don't need to collect the GST HST, which although that is correct, you are still required to have the GST HST account number because your revenue is still over that 35 thousand dollar threshold so although you essentially be filing the gst hst saying hey i generated x amount of income but i collected zero hst because it's foreign and i'm paying back you know zero of what i've collected so yeah so i think that's a bit of a misconception a lot of people have in, in terms of registering that it's only if they're the benefit is only if it's over thirty thousand, and only if they are generating um income in canada yeah, so and that's, that's the most important thing that's where the requirement comes in for sure. Like you're obligated yes. after that point, you are obligated yes. to. And by the way, if you haven't registered for GSE, HSD and you've crossed that threshold, you're basically going to either have to go back to your client and collect it, or you're going to have to pull it out of the revenue that you had um, and that assume that that's the, that's the gross, including the HST, whatever you collected from your client. If you, if for whatever reason, can't go back and collect the GSD, HST because CRA doesn't care. Once you've That's crossed true. that threshold, you That's have crossed true. that threshold from their standpoint. Um, and, and I think what Rachel's pointed out is really important here is there is a benefit to many small business owners to being registered for GST HSD far sooner than they are required to. You know, if you have a situation where you have uh, a US based client or a client where you do not have to, they're exempt from HST for whatever reason, and you don't have to charge them GST HST. As Rachel said, you're gonna have all these input tax credits, what we refer to as ITCs. These, this is the money that you paid on all the 
GST on all the expenses that you have for your business. Mm -hmm. And when you file your GST HST return, you'd say I collected zero, but I have these input tax credits. So that effectively creates a loss on the GST return. So, you know, Canada, give me my money back, right? Give me some money. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is this is a, a huge benefit, um, particularly when you have, you know, no um, no eligible taxable HST revenue. But mm -hmm. in addition, if you're a small business, you're under four hundred thousand dollars, you're eligible to register for or oh, sorry, not register, elect for the quick method of HST. And mm -hmm. Rachel, do you want to maybe give them a, a, a quick breakdown of the difference between the quick and the sure. regular or the quick and the long method of HST? Definitely. So the long and short of it is essentially the long method stipulates that whatever GST you collect from your client minus the GST on your expenses, uh, then you pay back the difference to CRA. So it really does require, you know, real proper calculation with your bookkeeping on a regular basis to ensure that you are um, separating out the HST on your expenses. Whereas the quick method is a little bit different. It doesn't really factor in what your actual total expenses are. It's really based on your revenue. So it's calculating based on approximately what your revenue is. Siri has a calculation says, okay, you know what, we'll, we'll, you'll pay based on that. Now, the other thing that's important with the difference with quick method and long method, you know, some clients, they don't know which one should I have, right? So again, the determining we do have, factor. We do have a calculator on our website, by the way. We do. One point of, we do. We have a calculator. It's a simple spreadsheet. Um, and basically what you need to, to know to understand which method is better, um, because it can change year over year and you can change your election. Now you can't change yep. your election after the fact, but you can change it for next year. In advance, um, yes. And, and the, basically the difference is what you want to figure out is, is the amount I collected less the amount I've paid on my expenses more or less than the mathematical calculation of the quick method? And the reason Rachel didn't give you the numbers is because it's different depending upon your provinces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna use Ontario here for an example. It's 7.8% on the first 30,000 and 8.8 of everything above that. Uh, and or an easier calculation is if you just say, hey, 8.8 uh, .8 on all of the revenue and the key here is all the revenue, including the HST that you've built, which is, I'm not sure why, but that is the formula. Um, and then you take off $300, because if you're over $30,000, 1%, or 8.8 you know, 8, 8 versus 7.8, that's a 1% difference, right? Mm -hmm. So 1% uh, of- 30,000? Of, um, $30,000 is $300. <laughs> so yep. that's how you get that math. So you can just multiply it by 8.8. .8, percent your total revenue subtract three hundred dollars that's what you'd pay on the quick method and then the long method unfortunately you do have to go through the hard work of you know how much do I, how much am i going to have in expenses how much am i going to have in revenue um and sometimes the easiest thing to do is just look at last year and just prorate you know say hey i think i think my revenue is going to grow 25 percent. it's going to grow 10 percent. it's going to shrink 10 percent um and then of course my expenses are they going to grow? And then you can just take that, put it in a spreadsheet and do some quick like um, the numbers. Sort of, yeah. Do some the quick other thing, numbers. Andrew, that I normally tell clients as a quick way to really kind of determine which is a better option for you has a lot to do with how much HST you think you're going to be collecting versus what you're going to pay out. So for example, mm -hmm. clients who are, um, 
having foreign revenue where you're not collecting that GST HST, it is better to be on the long method than it is to be on the quick method. Or clients who have a lot of sales tax that they're paying out. So meaning you have subcontractors, so you tend to or have your manufacturing or exactly where you yeah. just have in general a lot of GST HST that you're paying out on your day-to-day -day expenses, then again the long method is the best option for you. So there are those, you know, quick scenarios where we can kind of see based on what you're doing, how you're operating, you know, what is the default best option for you. Yeah. So if you're in a service-based business and you don't have a lot of capital costs um, or you don't have any subcontractors, a lot of the times the quick method is going to be better for you. Um, you know, but it's important to take a look at your individual situation because if you do have a lot of subcontractors or for whatever reason you're, you know, you're spending a lot on supplies. And the key here is spending a lot on supplies and expenses that have HST. Because if you're buying a bunch of stuff, but you're bringing it in, like we had uh, one client who has a Shopify account and they're bringing all their supplies in from China. There's no GST HST on it, uh -huh. right? So uh, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a great fit, even though a lot of their revenue was coming from outside of Canada. Um, they didn't have a ton of ITCs. They didn't, you know, have uh, you know a ton of um, of revenue that had HST. So we had to really do a lot of different calculations to figure out what's better in that situation. Even though the default is like, oh, you are a low margin business where you're doing a lot of volume and you have high cost, the assumption would have mm -hmm. been that the long method is better. Would be the best. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't necessarily true. And it did change year over year, depending on that situation, based on how much Canadian revenue that uh, they had in that individual year. Another important thing, Andrew, is that to note is when you registered the GST HST account, you are actually automatically defaulted to the long method. If you Absolutely. want to select the quick method, it is an application that you have to do. And actually, you have the first quarter of your GST HST tax year to be able to do the election for the quick method. Okay. And then for some clients who maybe they're figuring out about the GST HST, maybe, you know, the third quarter in, it is too late for that year, but you can then on the next GST HST tax year apply for the quick method application. So that's the important thing. It's that you must apply for it or more so opt in to have the GST yeah, elect HST quick is method the term Elect. That is true. Yeah. Elect for that election. Now, um, the other thing I think it, it's important to touch base on is there are a lot of defaults on how the uh, CRA will set up your HST account number yes. or your GST account number. Yes. And many times those defaults are not what you want to have yeah. uh, set up. So I think a couple of the defaults that I'm aware of is, is first of all, they're going to put you on quarterly. Um, and December 31st as well. December 31st mm -hmm. as well. I mean, mm -hmm. those, mm -hmm. And your year end, it might be December 31st, but it mm -hmm. may not be. In fact, most of our clients um, have different year ends than December 31st. Um, if all of our clients had December 31st year ends, it would be very <laughs> difficult to manage that workload. <laughs> um, I, and we still have more than I'd like. But um, if you don't have a December 31st year end, when you set up your HST account, you want to elect to have a different year end for that HST account. And again, as Rachel says, until you filed your first return, you're not really locked in uh, or you're late for your first return. So you do have a little bit of time to make some changes. But once that time passes, um, you're in a bit of trouble. And, and I think one yes. of the other big things to do, and this is why 
arguably the most important thing to do is to make sure that you're filing annually as opposed to quarterly because if you do need to change something you've got a longer period to change it over that is correct yeah yeah and that's the thing too you know i tell clients whenever they're you know setting up their own GSCHSC on their own. I said, look, CRA is always going to want you to have that set up based on what's in their best interest. There's a difference between what's mandatory and what's optional. Mm-hmm. If you're collecting sales tax, um, is it mandatory that you file a GSCHS to return? 100%. Is it mandatory that you have it quarterly? Not at all. Okay. So it's optional. There is a certain threshold of income that your business is generating where you are mandated to be on a quarterly basis or even on a monthly basis. Okay. But it's always best to select what is in your best interest. Right. Um, so that's the one thing. And the other thing as well is, you know, a lot of clients with having that defaulted December 31st year end date that CRA sets up for them it makes your bookkeeping a little bit more complicated because now you have to do a january to december for gst hst but maybe you know uh june to you know may for your corporate tax so it makes it a little bit more difficult for you now even if your um you may have a gst hst year end that does not sync with your corporate year end date you can still change it now granted um, you have to change it after the fact, okay, uh, which requires us to do, you know, two GST filings within one corporate period, but we are able to initially, to eventually change that. So, you know, the takeaway I always tell clients is that, look, you know, you know what you do best, okay, and we know what we do best. And, you know, that's why it's really best to really hire a professional that can really help you and iron out those kinks so you don't have to be going through those things, right? And really just a matter of us helping you to set up what is in your best interest. Even, for example, the quarterly um, filing of the GST HST, you know, sometimes clients, they're not aware or they're late, or maybe you didn't do the calculation properly. You're doing this on your own. Now we have to make adjustments. Now we got to be amending. So you're essentially doing the same thing four times when maybe you only need to do it once, right? And, you know, some clients also think, well, you know, I want to do a quarterly filing because I have this this GST I'm holding and I just want to pay it to CRA. And I say, look, there's a big difference between filing quarterly and paying quarterly. You can pay if you say, look, I want to get this money out of my account. I don't want to think it's mine to be spending. You can pay quarterly, which doesn't obligate you to file quarterly. Right. And in so fact, after your after your first year, odds are you're going to be forced on the quarterly installments because that little, is correct. Yeah. If you owe the government more than three thousand dollars for anything, they want installments on that automatically uh, so on installments. GST. Yeah. Most clients in your second year, you're going to be on quarterly installments, mm-hmm. whether you want to be or not. That is true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's just a matter of again, you know, CRA will always you know opt for what's in their best interest. Of course, they want to force you to be filing, force you to be paying. Um, you know, right off the bat, or I've actually even seen a client that was on monthly GST, HST um, filing and, you know, was was only making under $100,000. Like I thought that was a bit aggressive, right? So, you know, again, hiring a professional really just kind of helps you to make sure that you don't have to worry about these things and, you know, save yourself a lot of the headache. Yeah. An ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? As they say. but I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff that you need to know as a small business owner. GST, HST is just one of those core areas. Um, we're dedicated to coming back on a regular basis to give you guys more content. Um, so this is episode number two. We will be back with episode three, four, five, <laughs> six. And we've, in fact, we've got 36 episodes at least planned 
uh, that we're going to be coming back with you. Um, I will just close off by just giving everyone the rates as of today, which we are sitting in 2022. Um, for those who want to know, Alberta is GST only and it's 5%. British Columbia is GST and PST, 7%, PST, 5%, GST. Manitoba is GST, PST, 7% and 5%, much like British Columbia. New Brunswick is HST at 15%. Newfoundland and Labrador, HST at 15%. Northwest Territories, GST at 5%. Nova Scotia, HST at 15%. None of it, GST at 5%. Ontario, HST at 13%. Prince Edward Island, HST at 15%. Quebec, GST and QST, the only province that doesn't have PST uh, or that doesn't have HST or PST or just GST. Um, and they're at QST of 9.975% and GST at 5%. Uh, obviously, GST is 5% everywhere. Um, uh, Saskatchewan uh, is GST uh, and PST, so 6% PST, 5% GST. And the Yukon is just 5%. And so when I say GST everywhere is 5%, it's just yeah. if it's harmonized, it's included in that, you know, harmonization. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's I guess that's everything for this episode. Uh, as I said, we'll be back with more content for you guys. And I hope you guys are finding this helpful. If you are, please make sure to like and share this podcast with your friends and your colleagues. Thank you very much. And we'll see Thank you soon. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one. Bye bye.